The process of landing investment banking job offers can often feel like a black box, which leads to confusion and anxiety for most of the candidates going through it. Hey, my name is Sam Shaw, and I'm the founder of Wall Street Mastermind. I've personally coached numerous students on how to successfully break into top-tier investment banks, including Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley, JP Morgan, Centerview, Evercore, and PJT Partners, just to name a few. On this podcast, I'm going to help you demystify the investment banking recruiting process by sharing what the clients of Wall Street Mastermind have done to get results like these. Enjoy this episode. Okay, but let's say like a deal is not... A deal is not creative. How do you, like, what are the different drivers that you can um, adjust there to affect the accretion dilution? One of the things we could do is kind of similar to um, what I mentioned earlier in an LBO. It's like try to purchase the company for less. Um, and all, but by, by doing that, you're obviously spending less, therefore it could be becoming a creative deal. Um, third, second thing I would mention is the types of cost of capital you're using to fund the deal. So if you're using um, like 50% cash, 50% debt, maybe try to increase um, the percentage towards cash. So like 70 to 30 instead to see if that works in your favor. Um, another thing is maybe increase the assumptions on how good the cost and revenue synergies are gonna be. Um, based after the deal happens, because that could also have a factor in how creative or dilutive the deal is. Uh, but yeah, those are a few things that we could kind of adjust to see and kind of get that accretive, uh, accretion into our favor. Okay. Um, well, you said it's not wrong. Mm-hmm. But I, just, I think like second and third one, I would probably say slightly differently. So. Okay. Like the way I would just say is like, yeah, the, so the drivers for um, accretion dilution are there's three. There's three main ones. One, how much you pay, and then two is how you pay, mm-hmm. and then the third one is what are you getting for the price that you're paying. So let me explain that. How much you pay is pretty self-explanatory. It's like if you pay a higher price for this company, it's going to be less accretive. And if you pay a lower price, that means you're getting a better deal, it's gonna be more accretive, right? So try to get the best price you can. Secondly, how you pay really comes down to like, what type of, um, like where where is the money coming from? Are you paying for this deal with cash that's sitting on your balance sheet? Or is it, uh, do you have to go out and take on new debt? Or are you like issuing new shares and equity um, in exchange for this company? Right, because the cost of capital is low, lowest for cash, then debt, and it's high for equity. Right, and so the lower your overall weighted average cost of capital is for the deal, um, the more creative it's going to be. Right, mm-hmm. not really like, I mean, you said it's the cost of capital to fund the deal. Like, yes, it is that, but I would actually describe it more as like it's the um, I think I like it's how you pay for the deal. It's the mix, yeah. it's the yeah. mix between cash versus debt versus equity. And mm-hmm. it's the considerations used. Yeah. Um, and the last part is to increase the assumption of how good the cost and revenue synergies are going to be. Yes, it's cost and revenue synergies, but it's not just synergies. 
um, synergies is like, you know, what happens when you combine two companies and one plus one equals two, right? Mm-hmm. But you can also actually make different assumptions about how the target company is going to um, perform on a standalone basis before you add in the synergies. Okay. Like, so when you acquire a company, like you're going to have to project out as a buyer, you're going to have to project out what you think the company is going to do in terms of revenue and EBITDA and like all of their, um, like basically the entire financial forecast, right? Yeah. Um, Typically the seller will give you their own forecast. It's like, oh yeah, we're going to do this much, right? But typically like you take the seller's forecast and you assume that's like the upside case. That's the optimistic um, scenario because they're always going to present like the best looking numbers possible because they want to fetch a higher price. Right. Right. But that doesn't mean you're going to take their numbers at face value. You could like typically what most buyers will do is they'll create their own set of forecasts which haircuts everything that the seller said, right? Oh, you think your revenue is going to grow up 20%? Well, I'm only going to assume it's going to grow up 15%, right? Oh, you think the margin is going to be 50%? Well, I'm going to assume it's only 40%, like just to be safe, right? Because you're probably, you're probably exaggerating a little bit, right? Or you're probably like padding those stats, right? Mm-hmm. But like, if the deal doesn't look good on my downside case, like I can say, okay, maybe I'm like haircutting it too much. Maybe I need to like bring it back up a little bit. Maybe 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 their forecast is is more credible than I think, right? Or in the most extreme scenario, like what? Well, maybe, maybe I'll just use the management case. Maybe I'll just use what the seller gave me. Like when I use the seller's numbers, like this deal looks great. I mean, you probably won't do that, but like you know, you could. Right. Um. So that's the distinction I'm making is that it's not just the synergy assumptions. It's also like how you assume the target company will perform on a standalone basis already like that, that could be adjusted too. And then of course, yes, you can also adjust the synergy. So you can adjust both and kind of like stack them on top of each other. Uh So these are like little things, but like it's enough to, for me to say like your answer is not hundred percent accurate. Yeah. Right. Um, and so it's just good to know. It's like, you want to, you want to be as precise as possible. Yeah, of course. I mean, I, I appreciate the, the tips and, um, how I should change my answers. Yeah. This has definitely very been helpful. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening to this episode. Interested in discovering how you can get personalized one-on-one coaching from Wall Street Mastermind to help you beat out the massive amount of competition out there head on over to www.wallstreetmastermind.com slash apply. And the street is abbreviated to ST. So it's really wall, stmastermind.com slash apply. And our team looks forward to speaking with you.